Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the MSUM Dragons podcast, where we believe that college sports is more than a game. On today's episode, I did everyone a favor and kicked out my always fired up co-host, Doug Peters, and brought in the most recent Dragons All-American, Nadir Youssef, fresh off his NCAA National Championship's 14th place finish. We'll get to that in just a second, but before we do, I want to remind you all to please, please, please subscribe to the MSUM Dragons podcast and share it on your social media. The podcast is still very new. Not everyone knows about it, so if you're passionate about the great things happening here at MSUM, share it, at least subscribe, and thank you in advance. Now, without further ado, here's my interview with All-American, Nadir Youssef. Uh, so, your senior year in cross-country, You've been to nationals before. Uh, what was that past experiences like, and, and how did those help you this year in accomplishing your goals? Um, my past experience going to the national meet as a freshman helped me to um, get a feel for what it is to run fast at a big meet, but also not to overlook the meet and make make sure that it has the same... Um, that it's the same as just any other regular meet, like where it's like the toilet meet. It's the same one as the national meet, so. Except you don't celebrate down the chute high-fiving everybody. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> a little, little different that way. Yeah, so you, know, you can't come in first every single meet you go to. Well, you try to. I think that's, I, that's the goal. I, yeah, you can try, but um, you know, you're not always going to have a good day every meet. What, what is the biggest difference? I mean, you say they're the same, but how were, how was the national meet different than your regional conference and other meets? The difference, I would say, is it being the biggest meet of the year. Obviously, like you're going to have, I think it's like 260 people in the race of the best people in the country that are all going to be vying to finish in front of you, beat you, run faster than you. Um, and it brings out the best competition out of everybody. Walk me through your race plan. What was, what was the what was the plan? And then tell me what happened. <laughs> so, like this year, I tried to approach my plan as not like having to run a certain time, place at a certain play, uh, play, spot in the race. Um, and just to have small attainable goals as you go along, you know. And a couple of goals were obviously be top 40, which was All-American. Second goal was top 20. Um, third goal was kind of top 10, like would be cool, you know, would be like the icing on the cake. Um, the fourth one was to get under 30 minutes. Um, and I accomplished two of those. You can't really be disappointed with the results, um, but you can always improve. But when you don't have another chance to improve, you can't really say like, oh, I'll improve on it next year, you know? Um, and then the outcome was just went out hard. As everybody says, like, well, Coach Miller said, you can go out, I want you to go out hard, but I also don't want you to start out conservatively to where you're like in 200 spot. Like, because if you start out at 200, it's going to take you a lot longer to close the gap to the top 40. But also that would mean you would have to run like Josh Young does 
which is just haul from there and get to where he needs to be at the end of the race because he's just that type of guy. But the deer is not that type of guy. I like to just go out hard, maintain whatever happens, happens. Um, and then ended up going through the 800 at 213 and then the mile at 436. At that point, I realized it was going to be ridiculously fast um, and just maintained. It wasn't the prettiest after I hit the mile marker, but the rest of it was whatever that happened. What happened with the mile marker? Oh, I just got a side ache on my right side at the mile marker, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, there's everybody else on this race is dealing with other things compared to a minor side ache. It's only for 10 kilometers. You could say it's for 30 minutes. Um, but I just put it behind my head. And it's just like, I need to focus, run with the people around me, and um, just just keep pushing hard, accelerate throughout the whole race. I think I accelerated until someone passed me at the end. <laughs> that upset you a little bit? Yeah, very much. Uh, but... That was also like one of my goals is to make sure like no one kind of passes me like at the end of the race because at that point everybody's dying. But when someone blows with you by you with a full steam, you can't really stop that. I couldn't even react. I was like, oh, gosh, this kid passed me, took my soul away. I do want to talk about that last point you had with perspective. So you, after the side ache at the mile marker in your head went to everyone else's struggling and talked yourself into getting over the pain. Like, and I, I think that, you know, obviously there's a big mental aspect to long distance running. How do you get to that point as a runner where you can talk yourself through something that would stop most runners? Oh, gosh, how, like, as in, like, how I was talking to myself in the race or, like, typical day? Just that moment. Like, how, how do you, how do you gain the perspective to just say, they're hurting, I'm hurting, we're all hurting, I can deal, let's go, and push through that. Like, how, what do you have to do to overcome an adversity moment like that? I think what I, at the moment, was going on through my head I would say was thinking about my teammates and how loud that they're cheering and seeing on the, seeing me on the screen as I go by. Um, that really instilled a lot in me to finish as high as I can for them and in the just for me to just embrace the moment and the challenge that comes with running fast in that race. Um, just thinking about them and the hard work that I put in from may to the end of november pretty much and just thinking of all the moments tough moments that we've had in workouts practice um whether it's a long run all that stuff i think just thinking about them and how much they would want to be there in that moment to be cheering me on or running alongside me i know their perspective of my teammates are cheering me on i put in all this work I'm a senior. Like, you, you go through that checklist. Do you actually go through that checklist in the moment? Or it does, does it just happen? I think I was just thinking of that moment of, like, 
if it would have happened, like I would have blocked, I wouldn't have even like noticed it, you know, if I was, could stop it right away. But I think just thinking of replaying all the memories of the tough memories of what we've gone through together, I think that's really was the key to to push through that. Yeah, so from what you're saying, it's kind of to make everyone who's invested in your career proud. Like every word you've said hasn't been, I want to go out in my best year as a senior. It was all other people. Why is that? Because it's bigger than me as you know, our theme of the year we talked about a lot is it being more than just the game, um, that it's more than me just lacing up my spikes, getting to the start line, running, finishing. There's more to just me doing that. There's a lot of other people who one wish they could be in that spot, the other helping me get there um, and if you put it all, if you make it all about yourself, you really don't achieve the ultimate goal, I want to say. So if you look at it from the people around you, your support group, those, when you think about those people, and you start to perform at a higher level, get the best out of you then. And you ended up taking 14th, which is the best finish in Division Two in over 50 years. 51. That's why I said over 50 years. You didn't give an exact number. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but I was trying to give people a little curiosity there. Um, okay. <laughs> how does that feel to do something that hasn't been done in a very long time? You know, gosh, how does it feel? I mean, it feels... It's a proud moment, a moment to be proud of. Um, if you would have asked me freshman year if I was going to finish this high or make it to the national meet as an individual, I, would, I wouldn't be able to tell you yes. Um, but looking back on how I progressed, um, it's a very proud moment. What do you think you're more proud of? The fact that you've done something that hasn't been done in 50 years or the fact that you placed higher than Josh Young? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a tough question. You know, um, being able to do it in 50 or in over 50 years. Okay. I think that's the moment you got to be proud of. But <laughs> but I still um, got to be proud of um, still for my guy Josh because he was the one that was there for majority of my time here and I looked up to him um, and being able to say that I did better than he did at the national meet is a moment to be to enjoy that you don't get often to go to the national meet place higher than your your teammates um and give a lot of credit to josh because we conversed a lot over the phone over our fingers a lot with race strategy and tips 
So, still proud of. I think it's a. I think it's a thing where. If it wasn't for that group, as you you were a freshman, um, Josh Young being kind of the top performer of it, um, do you think you would have pushed yourself as hard as you did the years after? If it wasn't for Josh, I mean that that group was who went to nationals what two out of three years. Yeah, and then. You know, you kind of came in as a youngster and saw a bunch of fast guys and made your way up that rank real quick. But then they graduated and you were kind of here as the top individual performer. And now, you know, but I think it's just kind of the point of without Josh Young and your teammates of that year, do you think you would have been 14th in the country last weekend? Definitely could not have seen that happening without having them there with me and guiding me there um, as a little freshman to where I am now because I came because of those guys and how fast they were. I was like, one day I want to be like that, maybe even better. Walked across the stage, grabbed that All-American trophy in cross country. How'd that feel? Oh, that, um, that was uh, probably one of the highs one one of the highest for cross country since I've been here um, because not a lot of people get to hoist that trophy up and get that get that so I felt I felt like I did everything I could to achieve that goal to make make my way to that stage um, and felt like I was one of the best only lost at 13. Can't really be disappointed. Only going up. I guess what's next? What's next for you? What's going on? Next. Well, cross country is over, so there's no next for running 8Ks or 10Ks. But we are nearing track season, so we got indoor season coming up. We got the first indoor meet uh, for the team next uh, Friday or Saturday at NDSU. Um, and I will be traveling down to Northwest Missouri. I think it's Maryville. Um, I'm gonna go run a 5K out there. And whatever I run is whatever I run. Thank you all for listening to the MSUM Dragons podcast. I wanted to thank Nadir for his time and just for being such an amazing ambassador to MSUM all around. He's one of those people who makes my job so fun. Great people who accomplish great things. Glad to give someone like him the microphone this week. Be sure to check out the video of this podcast with exclusive content from the NCAA Cross Country Championships in the show notes below and on the Dragons Digital Network. Also, please remember to share and subscribe to the MSUM Dragons podcast. Thanks again for listening, and of course, go Dragons. Go Dragons.